There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. Creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets turns. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, and look over there. Wow. Is that the culture? Yes. Las culturistas. Ding dong. Las culturistas calling. What a sad day. For many reasons, let's dig into yours. Are you also having a sad day? Well, I'm having a sad day. I'm having like a little sad squall, like a little mini storm, you know, but it's okay. I guarantee that yours is probably a bigger deal because not really, not really. Okay, well, I'll say mine and then you say yours and then then we can each feel bad about feeling bad. Yeah, yeah. Comparatively. Perfect. So I was voted off of Survivor underscore quarantine just a short while ago. I'm so sorry. And um, it's okay. It's okay. Um, let's just say it was a great personal exercise to step into my favorite game of Survivor. Oh, you're, you're giving us the exit interview right now. The full exit interview. I mean, essentially, like, it, this really just happened. Like, the blood is still very much... Oh, my gosh. Wet. Wet, wet and all over. Wet blood. Um, let's say my, my carcass is not dry in the game mm. of Survivor, although I am on the jury. Yes. You first member of the jury. Yeah, I'm the first member of the jury was the I got voted out in the merge. And I should just let everyone know that doesn't know this is an online version of Survivor called yeah. Survivor underscore quarantine that I entered because I was asked to, to do so. I definitely mixed things up, definitely stirred things up. Mm. Let's just say I was a polarizing villain type. Oh, like coach, like coach and heroes versus villains. Wow. Good for you, Bone, that you're finally just at the place where you can throw out these characters names. Just toss them off. You can just toss them off. And I don't know. I feel like, um, you know, I believe it was actually Beyonce that said, you know, you that bitch when you cause all this conversation. It's actually rule of culture number 22. 
you know you that bitch, bitch when, when you, you cause, cause all this, all this conversation. conversation. And I think I caused a lot of conversation too early, made myself a big old target and got voted out. And now some of the girls are upset in the comments of the Instagram that I've been voted out because I'm fun now finding out I was a fan favorite. Ooh. And, you know, people are, they're definitely, there's this back and forth in the comment section about me, which really is all you ever want. It's all you want. I mean, you're... Yeah, you're. I, I, okay, so in this case, you're more of like a a Russell then. Maybe not even Russell. See, Russell's, I don't think Ru- Russell's a big statement. Well, Russell's a huge statement, and you say a lot of things when you call me Russell. Um, I know. but and I think that you should take that back immediately. I take, it back, I take it back. I take it back. I was polarizing. I think I was a polarizing villain in the way that, let's say, maybe even Parvati is. I was going to ask what was your strategy going in, and I had a feeling it would be very Parvati esque. See, I couldn't really engage with anyone in real life, so I couldn't like you know really be everything that is parved. There's no so sleeping excited. next to someone under the shelter. Yeah. There's no there's no thinking, letting all the boys think that that they can come to this yard, but really I'm in the yard with the girls. Right. It was right. none of that. It was all like it was very the circle actually, like playing Survivor mm. online. Really kind of uh you were up to your own devices in terms of your online avatar. Yes. And I guess that my online avatar just ain't that trustworthy because I got the boot Right when they all could have a clear shot at me. Darn. And can I say something? Uh, this is a personal loss for me, too, because you had picked me to be your loved one in the loved one's yep. challenge. And we you were going to come far. on. You were going to come on and you were going to be my friends and family. And it was going to be, I think, a moment for a survivor underscore quarantine that they will now not, not get to have. That's okay. That's okay. That's now, okay. that's actually why my day hasn't been so great because my life ended on this uh, virtual mm. fake version of a reality show. But why? what's going on with you? Oh, nothing. I just... Um... I mean, I just, I just have complicated feelings about um, this season ending, but uh, of, of of SNL, which is I don't have to get into. But the thing that compounded it was I started finally pulled the trigger, started uh, normal people on Hulu. Oh, and man, I mean, I was I was resisting it for a while because the book really flayed my ass, and mm-hmm. started it, and I'm like only three episodes in, and I'm like, okay, I want to I want to be in love, and I'm just like I'm just like very like wistful and melancholic, and I'm just like, oh man, like look at this, this is isn't this so beautiful? I totally get it. Yeah, I totally get it. There's nothing like a well crafted sort of romantic television show to make you feel the feels. You gotta. I think you should start with the show because I. I think. I think Sudi and I tried to talk you into reading the book last year, and you had you no did. interest. I think you would enjoy the show a lot. It's very quick to get through. Twenty five minute episodes, twelve episodes. You're really enjoying it in the way that it's it's affecting you. It's affecting me, and it's like, and I mean, there's a lot to be said. There's a lot of um, chatter online about how like grounded the sex scenes are and it's a lot of sex scenes um, any gay no gay but um but well even, i don't like that but you know like what that. it's 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 really you know the heterosex is good when it makes the homos horny and that's actually rule of culture number 29 you, you know, know the heterosex, the heterosex is, is good when, when it's it making the, the homos, homos horny. horny can i tell you something that actually shook me be- yeah. before i got uh, voted out of Survivor Quarantine. I actually, something else happened today that really shook me. Oh my God. So I actually, I did, I I took to, I, what I did was I took to porn. Just yes. to like get get out some, some anxiety before, yeah, 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 before everything course. was going to go down. Someone I thought was a strictly heterosexual porn star. I actually saw enthusiastically perform a gay sex scene. Now I can't, if I were to look at a porn star, 
Like, I don't know what I, I I've never seen a hetero porn, a male porn star in my life. Oh, who was he? How did you know who he was before? Well, here's the thing, Bowen. I actually something about me that I've discussed on this podcast. Oh, you podcast, watch straight porn. It's very kids are all right. It's you 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 watch the other side. I enjoy straight porn. Yeah. I do. I like it. it. I I think it's wonderful. It gets me off in a certain way. I I think I just there's something about the enthusiasm mm-hmm. that is a female porn star just kind, sort of when this happens. I was given the note that I'm peaking in terms of audio, but I apologize yeah, spiking, to spiking, spiking, I yeah. I apologize to um Engineer Doug, because I'm going to do this. I like when sort of this is the sound that gets made by a female porn star. <laughs> like I love like yeah, and I sort of I sort of want that because mm-hmm. I know the pleasure is so insane, or at least the performed pleasure is so insane when they, that you I really mean, don't get from gay porn. No gay man will ever lay pipe down enough for you to sound like a full R2-D2. Yeah. Like, going like R2-D2, like in the Beaker middle of from a, the Muppets. Thank you. That's yeah. what it is. It's Beaker from the Muppets. It's R2-D2 in Jeopardy. It's that yeah. sound that you kind of get when you see a female porn star, for lack of better words, spinning like a top on the dicks of these male porn stars. And there was this one guy yeah. who was so hot bowing. Uh-huh. And also it provided comedy because- It provided dur- comedy. It provided comedy. And so often the heterosexual porns that I watch do provide comedy because there are storylines and I love to watch these the women act. Like, yeah, oh, you, got- you, you can come into my n- n- nursery school. Because all the, the kids- all the kids aren't here because it's Saturday. And if you come in, shut the door behind you because we don't know if kids will come in on a Saturday. Like these really crazy narratives that like just lead to fucking where I'm like, I'm fascinated by the narrative, but also want the raw sex. Uh And this provided both because it wasn't a narrative, but the situation was, it's this specific channel that I watch on Pornhub called Hot Guys Fuck. So it's heterosexual wow. sex, but the focus is on the man. Yeah, okay. And there is this guy that they have, and you can tell they did some sort of deal with him where he was like, I'll do this, but you have to plug my Insta throughout. What? <laughs> so his name, I'm just going to plug his Insta right here. His okay. Insta handle is at D underscore red seven, I think. It's something okay. like that. Okay. But while he's fucking this girl, of course, who is a white girl with dreads. Of course. He is screaming at the camera, follow me! I don't believe this. I, I don't will send you the this. link. I'll find the link and send you the link. And so this guy to me, <laughs> I was laughing while I was jerking. I don't believe any of this. I was laughing my ass off L-M-A-O while this was happening. And it was also Laughing and whacking? Laughing and whacking, front runner for the title of that. <laughs> Laughing and whacking. I was enjoying myself so, and then I literally keep going back to this video because the guy is so hot, and also I think it's so funny when he's like <laughs> screaming at the camera to follow him, and then his Insta handle will pop up on the bottom. And you bet I, sm- you better believe I smashed the follow button. Oh my god! You have to imagine my thrill when I saw him this morning enthusiastically eating ass. Male and, ass. And fucking a man. Great. Lovely. I'm sure he has an OnlyFans where you can get like more like, you know, lo-fi content. See, and 
Are you subscribing to any OnlyFans? Yeah, you got, are. Got, I'm, 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 I'm. I have a little rotation going. It's great. Do you want to raise anyone up and sort of like um, um, signal boost anyone? Sure. I mean, speaking of speaking of bisexual people, are are do you know do you know Remy Remy de la, Rem de la Rem? He was on Are You the One, and he's like yes. at, he's like he's friends with Ty Sunderling. He's at all of Ty's events. He's lovely. You follow his OnlyFans? He well, because he just started one, uh, you know, post <laughs> post COVID. Because he's like, you know, like nightlife people basically like are out of work, right? And so this is my way of just like doing Making it. And money. He, like, and he like has a pretty even split of like, um, you know, all, all archival stuff, obviously, mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. f- just footage of him, just with with cis women and cis men, and it's pretty. It's great. It's like really like expanded my horizons. It's, it, it, is this too personal to talk? No, about? not at all. I I mean, we're here. But it's funny to like see like you know like a friend like some not a friend but like some I mean Remy's a friend I, but you know what I'm saying like a, basically right. an acquaintanceship, lovely person. But I'm I just mean, like, oh, I'm watching him have sex. We both know Tate Hansen, and oh, I've, Tate, I've been a fan of that young man. For, we love Tate for a very long time, and, sure. and conti- continue to be a fan. Continue to be um, a fan. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, and you know who else has an OnlyFans who I I haven't I haven't paid for it yet, but they're they're providing us with a ton of content on their yes, Twitter. Yes. You know who I'm going to say. I'm talking about The Vixen. Oh, The Vixen. I didn't know The Vixen had an OnlyFans. The Vixen her. has an OnlyFans and it's wonderful. The Vixen. Wonderful content. A little cutie. Not little. Big cutie. Um, I, a couple I mean, things. Huge cock. A couple on. things. Um, Gosh, I was writing I was writing something with Julio the other week and like I, I wanted to drop an OnlyFans reference, but then he was like, I don't think people, the general public knows enough about OnlyFans. And then wouldn't you know, Savage Remix drops, Beyonce herself mentions it in yeah. her verse. And I'm like, okay, well now it's like now it's like Zeitgeist, truly like mainstream. Everyone knows what an OnlyFans is, if he herself is like referencing it. So I love that. So we've really moved forward in the culture during this fucking nightmare. But then also yes. If you love heterosex in a story, I mean, this is that's normal people. You're gonna love it. And God, you you really have to. Okay, here's here's the deal. Second episode, um, not a spoiler. They consummate their you know attraction. First time they have sex with each other. It's episodes are 24 minutes long. The sex scene is nine. The first nine minutes of the second episode. It like takes it like it feels so lived in, and it feels so and like and there's this article in Vulture about it about how like the the movement coach they had to work mm-hmm. with a movement coach who was like an intimate like they hired a movement like an intimacy coordinator to like coach these two actors um, yeah Paul Mescal and Daisy um oh god Daisy Edgar Ridley something. Daisy Ridley no her, she's they're both fantastic but like they like had to like basically do like ETW shit like experimental theater weighing stuff like rolling around on the floor, like movement stuff and then they like. You can tell, like it's so like real. I love it. It's why, like, you would really love it, and 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 the readers would love it. I'm sure I'll be into it, and all the readers are into it because I'm telling you something. There is something to what you're saying about like I am much more turned on. Well, it's like it's a it's like one side of a one side of the other. It's like I either want amateur stuff, yeah, yeah, or I want like intense, like broad fantasy. You know sure. what I mean? Like, you don't exist anywhere in the middle unless it's going to be this channel hot guys fuck because I enjoy Even, it. Totally. Even Sean Cody is, like, a little too in between. It's trying to, like, it's trying to like pass. It. It's It still, like, has, like, the veneer of gay for pay, which is, like, outdated at this point, right? I, I can't really do gay for pay. I, I, need, I need it to be, like, 
Gay for Pay is very 2006, very 2000, like mid-aughts, yeah. I just, I'm not interested in it. Like, this is so funny for me to say, like, one of the hosts and creators of Game Show, but, like, I'm not actually interested in, like, straight men trying it out. Like, I I genuinely don't care about that. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like, either let's have comically fake passion and let's do do porn, or (laughs) I want... This sounds weird, but like I want it to seem like this is really what you do. And I I almost feel like crazy for watching it because it's so amateur. You know what I mean? Like I love amateur porn. Love it. When you see them disengage and like switch positions, like, okay, throw this pillow under your back. It's like, oh, this is like this is real. The real thing. It's cinema verite. Yeah. And I feel like that is, I think sort of connected to what you're saying with this show, um, Normal, Normal People, People. Um, that's why another one of the reasons why I love girls so much is because it kind of showed regular sex sure. in a way that to me was like hotter than watching whatever sex they're going to pretend happens on like Grey's Anatomy where you could feasibly like mm-hmm. just after a 13-hour t- ship hop in the on-call room yeah. and have, you know, fine sex like you wouldn't smell like an ass and you're, you know. Where their hair looks amazing. Remember like there was there's there's one sex scene between Addison and McSteamy in season Girl. three where they were fucking and like it, it was it was a good, it was like a well-done sex scene but like Addison's right. hair was like fucking styled down boots. Yeah, meanwhile, she'd be smelling like shit. Her pussy would be running away. Yeah. Like, forget it. Forget like, it, okay. That's what I, also watching Survivor too, like whenever there's like cuddling happening on Survivor or mm-hmm. like anything's happening where they're like, I think something happened with Ozzy and Amanda. I'm yeah. like, Ozzy and Amanda would have to be insane. And we're going to ask Parvi about this. Okay. When she comes on. Yeah. About sex on Survivor. Because you'd have to be cuckoo bananas. To fuck in front of those people? To fuck in front of those people. To fuck in front of cameras. You remember this show is watched by millions. Right, right, right. And also, not for nothing, but you probably smell like a damn ass hole. There's like an olfactory barrier of entry. Like truly, like it's like I would never be so horny that I could like forgive someone's smell. Like if everyone smells like absolute dog doo-doo, I'm like- I'm not going to fuck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But also another thing is if if you don't have like the right kind of toilet paper. Yeah. And the right kind of like. I know. I know. Sort of like th- like hygiene material. Yeah. Sex is actually not a good idea health wise. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm saying for heteros. It's like, you know, and that's this is why their sex is more legitimate. Just kidding. Um, They like. <laughs> But like the women like naturally lubricate and like all right. this stuff, you know, it's like we for forget it if it's two gays having sex on Survivor. Could you imagine? I think that honestly, that's another reason why I want to go on is because I want to be the first. I want to have the, I want to be the first the person first to gay have, to have sex. I want to be the first person not only to have sex, but have filthy gay illegitimate sex on Survivor. Illegitimate. Yeah. Yeah, because remember, heterosexual sex is legitimate. It's more homosexual legitimate. Homosexual sex is not. We are kidding, everyone. We're so kidding. Okay, let's... Okay, should we should we pivot to Survivor? Or we've been asked specifically to address one topic that is not Survivor. Do you know, do you know what that is? Do you remember what that is? You'll have to remind me. I have plenty to say about Survivor, but I want to do this first. I'm, I also have to say, in the top right hand of my screen, I'm getting all these Insta and text notifications that everyone uh-huh. is very upset about me oh. being voted off of Survivor Quarantine. And my I Don't Think So Honey is going to be about a well-known figure in 
comedy who is a part of my elimination. Oh, so I know who we, I mean, you've talked about her. We've actually lifted her up on this podcast and for her to treat me this way is she deserves a public reckoning. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I don't think, when was the last time we burned a bridge like this? I can't remember. Let's just say that um, someone has come for me and I'll be coming for them. And I actually, this is an open invitation for that person to come on this very podcast. My God. And uh, we can actually let her know what's what. And she can sit, look at me in my face over Zoom, but for real outside of the game. And she can explain to me what her damn reasoning was. But that's going to be after my I don't think so, honey, on this episode later. Okay. So you, you, you were just, you were getting into some Sandra Diaz twine like parlance there. I mean, the way that you're fired up at the way that Sandra gets fired up. Hi, Bowen. It's Sandra from Survivor. I heard that you're a huge fan of the show. And, you know, Queen stays queen. We keep winning every time I go in, except the last two times. Didn't really go my way. (laughs) Didn't really go my way. Your friend Matt loves you. He says he's been podcasting with you for for years now that's really great i'm you know the edge of extinction was really hard you go and you know survivors heating up winners at war we definitely have a lot of winners still competing not me though i went on a vacation to you know different parts of the world which they are nice enough to let you do when you get voted off and you know you don't make it far enough and I went to an amazing store where I bought a doll that was a little bit bigger than a uh, you know not a small doll but not a big doll where I had to check it on the flight back to you know where I live in America so I hope you, I hope you're taking some time to enjoy Survivors. This is Queen Stays Queen, Sassy Sandra. Your friend Matt loves you. And adios. Adios. By the way, everyone, what we're doing is we're doing Sandra Diaz Twine cameo memes. Yes. If you want the best cameo of your life, you got to get Sandra Diaz Twine from Survivor to send you one because they are on point. They are long, long. and they, they are also always advertisements for the CBS show Survivor. Parvati also does really good cameos. Oh, and I love Parv's Par- cameos. Parvati does cameos in a way that makes me want to do cameos. Does that make any sense? I'm like, oh, this like she's making it look fun and easy. I did a ton of cameos <laughs> today, actually, for Mother's Day. Oh, that's sweet. It's that's good, really easy money sweet. for for those of us who aren't on um, huge NBC uh, oh, my God. <laughs> shows. <laughs> I, can I can I tell you I was like I want to do I want to do cameo like when when COVID first hit I was like when mm-hmm. when quarantine was first stopping I was like I thought I you like, were I, gonna start I wanted to start but then it was uh, to start so I can raise money for 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 stuff but I was like whatever I sound so um, well uh, it's not touch, never like, too late and I do I do I do no, but, enjoy no, but, doing but, but PR PR shot it shot it down of course I mean, like, I oh 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 you're not but allowed pa- to do it parves are so fun parves are great parves are great I, I don't know if I can do an impression because here's I'm my kid. impression of parves cameos actually ready. Yeah. Hey, Marissa, it's Arvidi. <laughs> and um, I heard that you're having a really kind of tough day in quarantine. And <laughs> I think that what you should think of is mindfulness. And <laughs> this is a mantra that I do sometimes to focus myself. Oop, I hear my baby crying. So I have to do it really fast. Um, it's this. Um, and are you breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth? Then you're doing it right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for watching Survivor and keeping it on the air all these years. Okay. <laughs> Bye. That was really good. Can I? That can was I take, fine. That was that was good. Can I take a stab? Yeah, you can do it one. Okay. Hey, Marissa. It's your friend Parvati from Survivor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm doing so good. This is so good. I heard that you're a little bit of a Survivor head. Um, 
Well, maybe you can get up to some fun um, this quarantine, you know, sneak something in there. Um, anyway, Marianne Williamson always says, um, <laughs> is it necessary? Is it kind? Is it important? And- yes. Okay. You've been watching her YouTube videos too. <laughs> yep, but, yep. All right. So now, now, now that I, now that there's no more of Parvati left to watch, uh-huh. have you done the same thing I've done where I've now fallen I've lo- into uh, her yeah, content? I fall into her content. She gives great, great speeches. She's she's a life coach, as we know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I've also been watching a lot of Sandra Diaz Twine interviews as well. Oh, I mean, those, I, those, those are my two girls. I mean, my girls are obviously Sandra and Parvati because I'm not a true idiot. Like, yeah, obviously, course. I'm with it and with the times. And I know that if you're going to be following people, you have to be following Sandra Diaz Twine and Parvati. Because with Sandra, you always get some real honest to God yes. shit talk. Yes. She is truly the realest yes. one. I hate Russell. I, <laughs> I hate Russell. And he knows I hate him. And I think he's bad. He's a bad person. And I think he should never be allowed on the show again. Queen stays queen. And his wife hates him. She's being real nice <laughs> to him now. But I think that's a facade. His wife hates him. I actually know his wife hates him. <laughs> and it's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not difficult to see. And how could you like him? He's bad. <laughs> and she's say, I love that she's saying this like while he's next to her. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's, and the, and it's amazing. It's amazing. She She's literally care. an iconic person <laughs> in film and television and very happy that we have her. And then the other thing is with Parvati, I now I follow her on Instagram. Yes. And I, I really appreciate her content there. I did actually a whole breathing exercise with Parvati. Oh my God. Where was it? it was amazing and really worked. And she, so she is, and uh, we're going to have her on the show next week and she's going to talk about her children's book, Om the Otter. Yes. Oh, and um, so it's basically it's like teaching kids and young people and like encouraging mothers mindfulness. to mindfulness and also using these yoga breathing techniques mm. because, you know, the reason she was able to raise her hand up for six hours in that challenge, Meditation. which is unbelievable, yeah. was she, she essentially says on her YouTube channel that she left her body. And so I really want to like talk to her about this. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. I mean, like the like the extreme examples are like um some like some Buddhist kid. um sitting in one place for like two months no eating no drinking i should also say she's now my phone background wow Parvati, just, cir- circa circa here circa fans versus favorites circa micronesia this is i believe a picture of her from it looks like heroes versus villains actually mm-hmm, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is like a very lived in knowing parvati yeah. moment i was just gonna say what you get with her is sort of like sort of like advanced yoga techniques, but yeah. also like very good entry level stuff. And she has amazing videos on her YouTube channel, which I wish she'd do more of, That's which are life coachy type things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then with Sandra, it's just pure shit talk, like I baddest bitch on the street, you know. Right, right. Did you, did you, did you watch the um, little phone interview they did, both of them? Um, where it was, it was, it was before Winners at War. Or no, yeah, it was before Winners at War had been announced. Mm-hmm. And like someone was, they, they were on the phone together with the interviewer. The interviewer was like, "Parvati, like, what, what would make you want to compete again in Survivor?" And then it's just Parvati and Sandra like screaming at each other over the phone. And Parvati's like, "Well, Sandra keeps saying that she's the queen, but like, you know, like, blah blah. <laughs> it's amazing." And then, and then Sandra's really like, "Queen stays queen, blah blah blah." It's so. <laughs> Well, so the, my favorite thing ever that ever happened on Survivor is spoiler alert. After you find out Sandra Diaz Twine wins Heroes versus Villains, yes. she's at, she's at the reunion wearing a little crown. Yeah, and Jeff Probst goes, "So Sandra, what does this mean?" And Sandra just goes, "It means I'm the queen." <laughs> And that's it. A little tiara. A little tiara. A it's tiny perfect. little tiara. 
And she says, it means I'm the queen. It means I'm and the queen. So that's where Queen Stays Queen was born from. Yes. And she presides over all of Survivor to this day. Perfect. But I want to ask you, because while we've been off air, you've sort of really caught up with a whole bunch of Survivor. And what are your broad impressions now before we get into what yes. everyone's been asking us to comment mm-hmm, on? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, yes, this is perfect. Um, my broad my broad thoughts are it's it's not what I expected in terms... I well, Here's what I'll say. I so respect and admire and am so impressed by how it has maintained mm-hmm. a tone. Does that make sense for these for 20 years, for 40 seasons where it's like, it's not about like, it's not a reality show where it's trying to get like people to lose their tempers or lose their shit and like no snipe at each other. It's like so, this goes without saying, but it's so like strategic. It's so like you really, it's such a cerebral thing to watch. Yes. As a viewer, as, as a way of keeping up with the, the chess pieces and it really is this 3d chess thing where like oh my god like there's there's just a million different strategies you can approach it with um all of them probably equally viable it's like really i'm just like so 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 like amazed by how um like manifold and complex it is like of a show it is and how it's kept that going for so long i love it well it's really changed over time like this is actually going to be we've been fools this whole episode long but to really kind of make a cultural analysis on this show yeah when it began it really was about strangers learning how to survive together and it was sort of about you know large narratives over the episodes would be did that person sneak in some beef jerky from outside of the show um, how are we going to get the fire started, et cetera. Yeah. And so over time, it sort of moved away from the survival aspect yeah. toward being a very, very specific show about social gameplay and social strategy. But like, it's a, it's, it's a show that's about how people behave under artificial or organic or, re, you know, whatever, like under any kind of social structure where they feel like they're like in backed into a corner in mm-hmm. a social situation or in a physical situation, or they feel like they have the upper hand. It's like watching people behave. I mean, like people like, you know, I mean the, 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 the direct comparison that people make all the time is that it's very like Lord of the flies right? in a way, but like it's, it's, um it's interesting. I will say it's also fun to think about the ways in which like a game like this kind of, somehow pushes like ideological things right to the forefront like implicit bias among like white players is very apparent i think i i sent you that article yes um so that article was specifically uh looking at a season of the show millennials versus gen x mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. um zeke smith was zeke on. smith yeah so that was his first season who we know from outside just being a character on the show. Yes. So that show was specifically, uh, or that season was specifically being looked at under that lens. And it really does show you how attitudes outside of the show do kind of creep in. And it's actually been interesting to watch the show over the past like four or five years because Mm -hmm. it almost seems like there is an awareness of these things yes. in the culture. And so because of the cultural awareness of these things, right. like racial bias, implicit and explicit, yes. like, um, you know, uh, sexism, yeah. like the transphobia, the me- transphobia, like- exactly. Like the me too, mindfulness yes. of me too as a thing in the last five, six years, 
those things get thought about yep. and manipulated mm -hmm. in ways they did not 10, 12 years ago. So, for example, you put a season like Cook Islands or as the fandom have called it, Race Wars. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. put that on now. I think you get a much uglier season yes, now yes, than you would have. You're now. right. You're right. And yet somehow, like a lot of the conversation around this is like, oh well, back then it was worse or whatever. But like, I mean, it's just more inflamed now than it was. Like, it's 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 a different it's a different sensitivity now than it was back in, you know, two thousand six, two thousand or no, not sorry, two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah. Yeah, when do you know the ins and outs of what happened with the whole Me Too scandal on the on the last um, season? Sort of, sort of. Not 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 in every detail, but vaguely. so basically, what happened was very very early on in the season, a contestant Kelly came mm -hmm. forward and said that she was um, un uncomfortable with the way she was being touched by another uh, contestant, Dan, yep. mm -hmm. and she confided in this to other women on her tribe, mm -hmm. and she kind of said to producers as well and producers broke the fourth wall and on the season you can see them checking in with her and saying well you know that if you're uncomfortable you can tell us and we'll do something about it and she gives a verbal yes etc however in the narrative of the season mm -hmm. women that she told about this use it against her yeah, and yeah. she gets eliminated yeah yeah after that happens he actually is pulled from the game because he tried something with a crew member on mm -hmm, the way back from mm -hmm, a tribal council. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But at that point, this girl had already been eliminated and a large narrative up to her elimination was these other women using against her, her accusation. So it's very interesting because without the conversation in the mainstream, yeah, does this play out the way it would have or did and what are the differences there? Because, because it's not the first time this has happened on the and, show. And then you get into this argument around um, whether or not Survivor really is like a microcosm for society, like mm -hmm. as it happens. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's 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 really, it's really it's really a lot to think about. You know, I think ultimately, like that is why I love the show too, is because. While ugly things happen, weird things happen. You know, there's moments of triumph and despair. It is ultimately a tool to see, you know, this person acted this way. Let's mm -hmm. examine that. Yeah, Why? yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I, and you know, something that's at watching the show now and binging the show now, you see how much more difficult it is for a POC person to enter a situation like that because they have to negotiate their behavior. 10 times more. Yes. Like someone like, you don't haven't seen the season. I recommend that you watch the season Millennials mm -hmm. versus Gen X, but mm -hmm. there is a fantastic contestant named Michaela who's a young black woman. And you kind of see her have to negotiate mm -hmm. her behavior because the second she does something, she's immediately the angry black woman and is yep. on the outs. Yep, 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 And, yep, yep. you know, um, it's, it's just very interesting to see different contestants grapple with their perceived self Yep. as opposed to their true self. And th that's one of the reasons why the show is so interesting. And that adaptation over time has been so has been so interesting to watch. It's um gosh, and like I don't know if this specifically applies to Suri, but like I, I from what I from what people tell me they're like, well, it does have a problem 
it has had a historically a problem with like painting the, like a black person or a black woman specifically as like lazy. Like, and so like, does this, does that specifically, so the way that like you could apply that to someone like Suri Fields, mm-hmm. yes. one of the most amazing contestants, players of the game. Yes. But her we, whole arc is, stand, Suri. her whole arc is that she was like, she, she was watching from the, her couch. Like people always bring up how she, she was the woman on the couch and then she yes. did it. And then she was scared of leaves and now she can like do all these physical challenges and she's like a force to be reckoned with. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, you weigh that against like okay, but at the like it's still the absolute value that it's still she was lazy. She was perceived as lazy, right? And so we see what what is a lazy and unhelpful narrative, yes, which is which is actually being used by the show to show her growth, but it still began from something unhelpful, totally. And then I and racist. It's not it's not completely one to one, but the, that was my whole thing with PG. I was like. Ooh, she's mm-hmm. she's a little too plotty. She's like a little too nefarious. And like I told her this myself. I was like, I had to because in my Insta story where I talk about her, that someone sent her, I was like, I really didn't like her at first. So I was like, I have to explain this to her. Yes. I was like, I had to check my own implicit bias um on this uh, in terms of this like racial self-loathing, let's call it, where mm-hmm. I'm like, I see an Asian person, an Asian woman on screen. Yes. And she's like, she's playing the game the way she should be playing it. But then my, it, it immediately translates to me, another Asian person even as, Billy, wow. she's a try hard. Or she's, or she's like dragon lady, or she's like, you know, mm-hmm. like a, a little too like devious. And I'm like, whoa, that, that kind of fucked me up. And then the arc beautifully turns into this thing where she like fucking stays in way longer than people are, people expect her to. And yeah. really, really endears herself to a lot of people earned yeah. many fans and like yes. I said before is voted back into another season by the fans. Yes. You know, it's interesting that you say that because with the gay contestants, yeah, I, I immediately, something inside me doesn't take them seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that, that fool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And it's just interesting because that is something that's coming from inside the house. Yes, yes. Because, because two of the winners, in fact, the Number one, what maybe most iconic contestant who created the the alliance. Yeah. That was Richard Hatch. Richard Hatch. And one of the winners again since then, Todd Herzog from China. Mm -hmm. An incredible plotter, an incredible social strategist. Yeah. But the way that the show frames them and the way that I perceive them as someone with an implicit bias, even though I too am gay, is he's never gonna win. Sure. Wow, wow, wow. They call him like they're going through everyone's like um occupations in the very beginning. And they're like, like oh, he's the flight attendant. He's the flight attendant. Yeah. Not only that, gay Mormon flight attendant. Right. Meanwhile, they don't call Denise straight lunch lady. Totally. You know what I totally. mean? Like it's it's just so interesting. Like sexuality it's, and race are qualifiers to these people, but not everyone else. This sounds maybe kind of psychotic, but it's the way that I feel whenever I see people be like, Bowen plays gay Asian characters only exclusively on SNL and I'm like well that's because you flatten the context completely to only really register those things about me but I like I'm not gonna like change that on Mm -hmm. screen you know it's like I can choose to address it or not address it and also it's this book that I'm that I finished Minor Feelings An Asian American Reckoning by Kathy Park Hong she has this whole essay in, in the book where she started at the Iowa Writers Workshop and faced this frustration where she was like, they tell you to write what you know, so I feel like I have to write about Asian stuff. But if mm-hmm. I were to say, write about nature, let's say, the feeling around that is everyone being like, well, why is this Asian girl writing about nature? 
Mm-hmm. Why isn't she writing about Asian stuff? I don't know. It's, but this is all to say that like Survivor is a Rorschach test for the yes. viewer. Like you, 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 you see what you want to see out of it. I think that you know it's human nature to see something and want to know what it is, to want to identify it, to yep. want to be able to figure something out. Yes. And so I think that is something with you on Saturday Night Live. It's like people see you on screen mm-hmm. in this context and a lot of people don't know what to do with it yeah so so what they do is they say that's the gay asian that's what he does yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it's unfair and it is it's implicit I, I love playing the gays i love playing the asians i i would say in terms of like if we're going to split this up like distribution wise like i played i played characters who are where like the, the sketch doesn't like revolve around those identities either but it's like no it's like people right will register, yeah people will see that as oh he's gay and asian but i would hope that people would understand how insane it is to say about you he always plays asians but i'm saying right right which uh, is fu- isn't that bitch. funny but, but this what? is what we're saying but this is what we're saying it's like it's like you know it's like we we kind of just like very quickly as a way to manage expectations about people about other human beings yeah we just collapse them down to like certain things gay flight attendant did you watch um the so i'm about to binge all of winners at war very quickly even starting tonight so have you started (laughs) have you started yet? i i started the first episode Okay, so I'm also going to start the first episode. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. But we, we, should, we should, yes, we should say that like... To do this with you. Again, again, there's a huge gap in sort of like fandom and understanding. We're just coming at this as full-on newbies, neophytes, and we love it. And when we hope, because I, I, I'm getting a lot of people being like, oh God, Bowen's like, Bowen has an opinion on a season that's like <laughs> 15 years old. I'm like, yeah, but like, we got to start somewhere. Anyway, keep going. It's still a piece of art and it's a piece of entertainment that is up for cultural critique. And I don't actually know. Maybe you guys forgot what this podcast is, but it's, <laughs> but this is what the podcast yes, yes, is. Yes, yes, yes. And this is what we do. And this is what we like to do together. So we're just going to continue doing that if that's okay with you. If that's okay. Um, if that, And I think it's okay with the vast majority of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but I was going to ask you if you watched the special, the clip that I mm-hmm. that I, I sent did. you. I did. Did you see that Yule, by the way, who's daddy and king? Yes. King, king Yule, Yule. Who won Cook Islands. Did so you hot. see so fucking hot and like part of, I think, one of the most iconically hot scenes in Survivor history, which was him and Ozzy getting the mud off of their bodies yes, in the yes, bucket. Yes. That was truly canon. And if you want something to absolutely, um, like, like, you, like, you know, pushing, yeah, pushing the mud off of their like washboard abs. Oh my God. You look so hot. But did you see that he acknowledged this? He said on his original season, he felt the need yes. to represent his community. His community. Yeah. And, and you also think about the way he played the game. Very much numbers driven, very cerebral, maybe Res- the most cerebral yes. of all time. Respectable. He had to like be respectable as an Asian man. Right. And I think that that in this interview where he says the first time I played, I felt I had to play a certain way. He did it successfully, but it makes you think like, I don't think he could have played a better game. No. But if he were to be, quote unquote, free of that thing of I have to represent Uh my community, if you will, what else would his game have looked like? What would it look like this time? You know, it's interesting. It's so interesting. It's kind of the reason why. 
all of that tribe, the Puka tribe, the, mm-hmm. that, the, the initial Asian tribe on Cook Islands, um, kind of like railed on cowboy a little bit. So cowboy is this um, Vietnamese sort of older man um, on the tribe who like will like pull out, like will do like kind of hackneyed Asian jokes or do the accent or whatever. Yeah, and they were, they were not feeling it. And the rest of the tribe members were like, you got to stop. And like totally, totally valid response, reaction, right? But it's like for for a season that's pretensed upon race, like of course, especially Asian people are going to be like, we got to like come off okay. Because you're, you because that Asian community would be the least represented by a wide margin yes, in media. Yes, absolutely. And, and even on Survivor. Absolutely. I mean, uh, definitely there had not been that many yeah. Asian contestants. I love that Yao Man was the originator of the fake idol trick. Love it. S- that's genius. I think that's one of the most genius moves in Survivor. Yes, especially when you can create one that looks real. Yes. I mean, like, and <laughs> the, there's it's nothing better than watching someone present a fake idol at a tribal yes. council and then Jeff being like, this is not a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And we should shout out Queen Eliza, Queen from, Eliza. from Micronesia who played a fake idol and she goes, okay, the, well then I, Ozzy has it. <laughs> I mean, great move. Great. Move. I mean, amazing. But then she went on the jury and was iconic on the jury. It's yes. actually cultural canon Eliza's performance on the Micronesia jury. Giving you every jaw dropped, every eyebrow raised, every like googly eye. Yes. We're very in it with Survivor. Yes. We're going to be watching all of Winners at War and then Parvati is coming on next week and we will be discussing it with her. And then for everyone that hasn't been as into the Survivor discussion, don't worry, we will be moving forward in our cultural discourse. But this is a big moment for Survivor and it's a big moment in both Bowen and I's quarantines. It's been like a thing we've enjoyed. So yes. Thank you for bearing with us if you're not necessarily a reality TV person, but we are loving it. We're loving it. We're loving it. Um, Okay, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. 
Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for what you want to get framed, I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's FrameBridge.com. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T.com. Let's get into it. Okay, we're back. Matt, we were specifically asked to mention and to talk about one thing that's happened in the culture in the past in the past week, I mean, it's only been a couple days. Um, yep, and we sure there's, were. There's a, bu- there's a bunch of other stuff I want to talk about. Um, we don't have to talk about it. Should we talk about the Adele stuff? No, that's that's too tricky. I Well, here's the thing. I think that we have to talk about it. Okay. okay. But I think that, like, I, I understand your hesitation in even bringing it up. And I, yeah. I, I actually think that it is a really, it's tough to talk about because anytime a well-known person reappears on the world stage and they look really different Mm -hmm. you would say oh that that there's a large difference there yes this is where it's tricky is because you have to sort of as someone who's a fan Mm -hmm. you have to change the way that you may have always responded to this which is like with concern for her which is with um you know judgment of her because something that i have been woken up to in the whole narrative on Adele's weight is mm-hmm. when you and especially when men, gay men, straight men, yep. anyone who's looking through the male gaze, when you are discussing or having an opinion on women's weight in the public eye, that is an attempt to control that woman's weight. That is an attempt to control the narrative around a woman's yep, weight. Exactly. And that is patriarchy. That is yep. toxic. Yep. And so you want to have like a sort of reaction to 
the new Adele. Right. You know, by all means, like she is the new Adele. This is what she looks like now. I think that we all can register that it's different. Yeah. But when you come out and say she shouldn't look like this or she should look like that, uh-huh. what you're doing, I think, is attempting to control her body. Yes. Not to tie it back to Survivor, but the way we said Survivor is a Rorschach test, it's not, I'm not saying that. A, this 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 journey with Adele is the same thing, but it, it's it will like be a reflective surface in some way for to draw out a very specific worldview you have as someone who's like, mm-hmm. well, her divorce is doing like this is her divorce and she's really dealing with it poorly. It must needs- be trauma. Exactly. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's you, crazy to say. That's 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 actually psychotic. And it, but it's a way. To, but but it's it's also another sort of um, variation on just collapsing context and arriving at this like wild narrative about like well she's you know starving herself or she's like not doing this in a healthy way it's like it's it's the only only thing you can say about this is that to be a woman is to be imprisoned like that's all it is and i think that that is what's arriving out of this whole moment yeah yeah yeah. is that it really doesn't matter who you are if you're a woman your appearance is going to be Scrutinized. Scrutinized, torn apart. She could not have won. No. Honestly, the only winning here would be for her to never have been seen again. Exactly. And is, is that what you want? I don't think that's what you want. I understand the reactions that everyone is having, but I do think that after everything we've been through as a culture over the past, you know, in a public way, few years but for mm-hmm. women hundreds thousands of years yeah. we have to say at this point like no you know what we're actually going to be better about this totally let's be better about this and not make her feel insane either yeah. way because exactly. there's so many more interesting conversations to have and it's it's it it's obvious that it ate up the whole narrative the whole totally. cultural narrative totally but it's just like i do think we have to ask ourselves to be more responsible about the way like don't worry about the message that she's sending to right. ever, to to other women worry about why it's a message right you know what i mean we yes. carry the message from seeing it to the ears of let's say young girls or other mm-hmm, women mm-hmm, mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm. reinforce something negative i mean yeah at this point it's like the damage has been done quote unquote where it's like the reaction was so was just so strong that like you're like, oh God, I guess like we're, we haven't really progressed in yeah. any way around like this. Uh, it, it for some it reminds me of Renee Zellweger. Yes, it's not it's not quite the same thing. And like that was specifically about like her face, um, and not about weight. But it's like, it's it's about appearance. It's about a woman's physical appearance. It's taking her narrative from her. Yes, and yes, and yes. that is wrong. Yeah, yeah, everyone, totally. Totally. it's wrong to do. And you know what? You might even have something to say about, you know, the way we've talked about things on this podcast before. Of course. Because uh, guaranteed 100%, yes, we have been wrong about the way we've spoken about people before. And we are men and we like are fully, we are we are, we are executioners in the project of patriarchy and we are also like, we're men. Like 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 that is like. Right. It's an implicit thing about us. We're, we're like, that, that makes us bad <laughs> is what I'm saying. No, 100%. <laughs> and I, I would say that it is an opportunity for a growing moment for everyone to be able to say, and I, I think I disagree that that like the damage has already been done because I think that one way we can be helpful right now in discussing it is by saying, let's change the way that historically we may have spoken about this yeah, because yeah. we know what it does to women. 
Totally. We know that it makes women feel like shit, you guys. Like it's you we we can't do this. It's I so know. much harder to be a woman or just in general female presenting or you yeah. know, let's not contribute to pain. Hi, readers. It's Bowen. So in this half of the episode, Matt and I talk about the Allison Roman controversy, but we just wanted to disclaim that we recorded this the day before Allison Roman issued an apology via her Twitter and screenshots of her word processor of choice. So that is some background for you. Okay, enjoy. Okay, so this is the actual thing that people want us to address. And it is also... I. It is also about how femininity is a prison, I think. Right. So, the, so people, <laughs> people really wanted us to talk about the Allison Roman snafu. Not snafu. What would you call We've, it? We, well, I would call it a snafu. Snafu. I sure would. You're doing, you're, you're doing a long A sound. Okay. I would call it a snafu. Snafu. But, but the fact of the matter is um, this was something that was definitely a feud online. And, and I think it's another interesting conversation. Yes, it's very interesting. The way you can boil it down is, you know, Allison Roman was essentially talking shit about Chrissy Teigen, saying that she was a sellout for having mm-hmm. a product line. And Marie Kondo, let's not forget. And throwing in Marie Kondo and being yep. like, these women are sellouts and I don't aspire to be like them. And the way that they've decided to roll out their business and right. do business. Right. And Allison Roman was then sort of dragged by Chrissy Teigen, who said, wow, this really hurts me as someone who really likes you and even signed on to EP a show you were doing. Um, and it really sucks that I'm being attacked by this person I respect that really ruined my day today. You know, it caused a whole fervor online. Yeah, I mean, it's... Can we objectively say... I mean, she was just she was just talking shit, but it's like in a way that, in a way that like probably seems casual or to mm-hmm. her she's probably been she doesn't have like she was kind of priding herself on not having like like media manager or like people who like told her what to say in, in in these situations perhaps i don't know the full the full context of this but like she basically was like wow these women are sellouts and then caps off the interview by being like I'm working with a company that makes spoons that used to exist but don't exist anymore. So that feels authentic to me. You know, like that was kind of the thing. That was the dissonant thing for everybody, I think. I feel like she was caught talking shit, but I don't know what you expect when you say that to like a media publication. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which is weird. Like, and the, the fact that like they were going to be involved together in business and like have had a friendly relationship was very weird to me. I think that ultimately what you can boil this down to is. Mm-hmm. I think you can filter things that you say, mm-hmm. if you can believe, yep. into things you want to say and maybe yep. think, yep. and things that you need to say and are fact. You know what? You know what I think this is. Okay, tell me if you think this. Mm-hmm. But there's a distinction. There's it's a tonal thing where sometimes I'll be like, an interview with People.com is different than an interview with. Sam Jones or with like Barbara Walters let's say you know like the, right. like the interview between Oprah and Barbara Walters is like so raw and intimate and like you get these moments out of it that are like Oprah's like I bought a car because I could or, or she's like you know I don't know a better person like you get like these like yeah. crazy things where they get real and then even do you know you know that, you know that show off camera with Sam Jones I love it I actually it's don't that, know it. It's that, it's that black and white like YouTube show. I mean, it's on Vimeo. Like you pay for episodes, but it's like it's actors like really talking like d- talking about process, and it's like getting down to it. And he's asking very provocative questions that like leave it open for them to like get really candid mm-hmm. and like potentially not talk shit, but like have like be disarmed in a way that you just sort of are 
unfiltered. Yeah. I feel like she was probably, I'm not like excusing it. I, what I think happened was she kind of got totally caught off guard and was like, and felt comfortable saying all this stuff. I think that's definitely what happened. And I also think an element of it, I feel I feel badly that she doesn't have a filter. I feel like that's something she's got to examine about herself. But she, she's never had to develop one. She's never had to develop one as like, as a person who like checks her demographic boxes. I think that's definitely true. And I do think that what you can't, what you can't forget here is that she assumed, I think yeah. it was her um, implicit bias uh-huh. towards Chrissy Teigen, that Chrissy Teigen was stupid. Yeah. And I think that she thought this about two women who are alike in a certain way. Yeah. And I think that unfortunately she got caught in a little bit of a tough tough predicament there because you said it and you would you have said it about Martha yeah, Stewart? Totally. Would you have said it about any other would you have said it about Anthony? Would you have said it about all no. these other people but you specifically targeted two women of color? to Asian women, don't be surprised when people have something to say about it. And the fact of the matter is, you assumed they were too stupid to either hear it or just took their personhood away from them. Like, oh, they're not really people. They won't really ever hear this. Right. And, well, and yeah. go ahead and say that's not what was happening. It was what was happening. And it's it's just, it's very interesting. I think people have pointed this out, that she apologized to Chrissy, did not apologize, did not address the Marie thing at all. And also her... Her knee-jerk reaction was not to apologize. It was exactly. to be like, oh, baby's first Instagram backlash. It's, I mean, internet backlash. It's like, girl, what? Also, baby's first, like, it's not 2018. Um, sorry, I'm being a bitch. No, she but- just, she seems like a jerk to me. And also, she said something nasty about Ben Platt two weeks ago. Two weeks and I, ago. I sent it to you, and I was like, what is this? I was like, this is really fucking weird. Her tweet was, Mm, I really want to like Ben Platt, but he makes it so hard, which is this sort of like like bullshit non-joke that like is so like Neil Patrick Harris on Rachel Bloom to yeah, me at the Tony exactly, Awards where it's like exactly. you obviously are a very comfortable person to sit sit from behind your phone and make this like mean yeah. assessment of someone that. I guess you think because you said sort of humorously and you know it will get likes, you think is something actually contributing to the discourse in a comedic way. Honey, it's not. It's, well, I don't know. I just, my thing with, a full disclosure, I've made the shallot pasta. It's delicious. No one's saying she's not talented. We're just saying she's a jerk. But you, I don't know. This might be going too far, but you can just tell from the vibe of the videos that this is someone who has been told that they are funny and charming, which they probably are. They might be. But yeah. funny and funny in a way that like conflates like actual humor with like an offhand comment or, or not even an offhand comment, just a comment that's slightly editorialized and that's even a generous word to use. But like she's like chopping, she's like cutting shouts and she's like, isn't this so interesting? Are you getting me cutting this? Like, this is so like, she, you know, it's like, do you know what I'm saying? It's like, look, I, I bet she'd be fun to have a glass of wine with. Maybe even, you know, I'm sure we would talk great shit together. But when you become a public person and then you're saying it to a media outlet, yes. it, it says a lot about you when you feel comfortable enough to say this stuff. The, yeah, my thing with Marie Kondo, um, the Marie Kondo at all is like, um, and I, I, I told this to you earlier in the week where I was like, she doesn't feel the need to apologize to Marie because maybe because Marie didn't doesn't care to call her out or because 
you know, the East Asian woman is, is docile and, you know, she doesn't have to worry about it. Do you almost feel like, like when people for when people took it to race immediately, uh-huh. I was I was kind of like there was a part of me that was like, see now let's not like let's not like put a damning label on this person sure, just sure, just sure. because. But sure. also, like, I genuinely want to know, like, would she have attacked someone that, like, that that could have been like, quote unquote, her gay? You know what I mean? Would she have done this to Anthony? Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe not. We'll yeah. never know because she didn't give us the opportunity because she didn't target any white people. She only targeted women of color who are who are entrepreneurs. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's it's yeah. unfortunate. And like, I wish we didn't have to like in discussing this call that out but what are you yeah. going to do not right 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 um it's i don't, I don't know i i will say <laughs> this this i don't think this will really come back to bite me in the ass and this i don't feel like this is a jerky thing to say but like i don't know i've just like i've had that i know that girl this is this is this is my it's thing fine to them. say you know that girl we do know that girl we know that and i who did i say this about on survivor i was like i was talking about maybe like Candace oh. or something? No, I was talking. Was it about Amanda? Cor- I was Courtney. About Courtney. I was talking about Courtney. I was Courtney like, from China that- and Heroes versus Villains. Oh no! Well, no, this is my no. This is my thing. The thing about PG that was, and I'm sorry to use this word, triggering was it was like these like it was like the the the. Yeah, it, I guess it does have to do with like the Courtney and the Amanda and probably even the Todd of it all, where it's like these like three like catty like in their corner white people being like types. More, yeah, types who are like we're not gonna, and then like the and then Denise, Todd, and Courtney, I think, went to the Great Wall and had this hot pot dinner, and then yeah, Todd's talking about Todd's talking about oh the Chinese guy comes over and is like oh and and then and then it's the three of them like being like what is this what do we, how do we eat this what and right it's just like oh my god like this is taking me back to like middle school where yep. like white kids would come to my house and be like your house smells weird smells and weird like, what is this how do i use this duh, duh, duh. and like yeah. all this st- and i'm like oh fuck and like i know this person on like yep. a visceral like sense memory level i'm i'm, I'm back there and with 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 the allison roman of, of it all like I'm just like I know this girl, and I I think she doesn't. I think for some reason she like doesn't like me. Not in a way that I'm not. I'm not turning this on me in terms of like a victimhood narrative. I'm just saying like she like it's bad vibes. It's bad vibes. And the vibe is she's a natural bully, and yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. And I, I think that that's like <laughs> famous natural vindicated bully in reality television. Roxy Andrews herself. Roxy. Natural natural bully. Yes. Born born with the instinct to belittle others. Yes. For whatever yes. reason. And you know what this ultimately says? What this ultimately says about someone like Allison Roman, I don't know her personally. Mm-hmm. She obviously has damage that she has not dealt with that yes. she feels like she has to pick on someone like this. And maybe she felt because she was punching so up because it's Chrissy yeah, Teigen that she was that safe. she felt like it that she felt like it wasn't a punch down, but like Right. It was. It came out of nowhere, and she didn't need to do it, and she wasn't right. earning any respect or fans by saying it. And so, therefore, it is something to examine. She is not irredeemable. She's just no. a jerk. She's a jerk, and she's acted like a jerk. And you know, she's done the first thing, which is she got around to apologizing. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's like an examination you have to do now about why you felt comfortable to do that, and it's like a deeper thing that she can do yes. on her own time. I don't necessarily care to see her do it in public. Totally. I don't. I don't care for her public 
persona at this moment, but it's not over for her. And we're not saying fuck her, cancel oh, her. Oh, no. We're saying she did something that there is something to be learned from. And that's what that's what's actually it kind of bothers me when people are like Allison Roman's canceled. It's like I'm, I'm sure they're like exaggerating or they're being I don't know, just kind of like willfully extreme about it. But it's like no, she's not canceled. She's just, we're just like shitting on her because holding her accountable. No, no, but we're just we're it's that we're sh- it's like people are just shitting on her for this like dumb thing she said. But it's like she will redeem. Like she she'll will be fine. Re- well, I'm saying no, she'll be more than fine someday in the next like few years she'll do something where like people are going to fall in love with her again and and we're going to be like oh god like this whole thing it's like this old chestnut it it it's like she's not done she's not she's like no one's like she's not she's not been like um deprived of any opportunities besides this show that chrissy was going to ep maybe but it's like (laughs) this is the whole thing the reason allison apologized to chrissy um falls on like capitalist grounds anyway it was about money it was about a transaction that's all. That's all yeah. it was. Which, so which, that makes it, which, which makes is it even shittier. Yeah. Ironic. It makes it makes it even shittier. Like that's why. Like I don't respect. I don't respect the apology either. So whatever. I mean, b- but I think that it's interesting when it comes to the whole cancel culture discussion because it's almost become like anno- such an annoying pair of words. And not yeah. even almost become. It is such an annoying pair of words because it's not like I don't ever want unless someone does something really harmful or evil. I yeah. don't want them erased off the face of the earth. No. Every time I go on Twitter and I see blank blank is over party, which seems to happen with like Sean Mendez once a week. I don't understand what people are doing. <laughs> but every time that happens, I'm like, this is so sicko and crazy. Like it's not cancel culture. It's accountability culture. It's no. when you say something <laughs> fucked up. You are accountable for the things that you say. Every hour of this podcast, every second of this podcast, you can find something that we've said. We are accountable for all of it. Yes. And I hope that we've, I would we've be accountable for all of it. stupid shit. Yes. And we we will hold ourselves accountable for it. I mean, I've gotten like, I mean, I, I've been approached and I, I, I said something two episodes ago um, mm-hmm. that like was like problematic and someone, pe- people, no, people, multiple people reached out and they were like, you you have like sincerely wronged us and this group of people. And I was like, yes, I apologize. I'm so sorry. There's no excuse for it. Um, so yes, I mean like that, that's, that's all it is. It's, it's just an accountability. But again, that is like what this podcast is. I mean, it is observing the culture and then, you know, commenting on it in a hopefully fun way. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is like, with something like Alison Roman, everyone wanted us to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you what I'm not going to say is fuck her. She should lose all financial opportunity. I think that it's like, wow. Like you're almost a straight woman getting fucked. You're almost a straight woman getting fucked (laughs) in the porn. But it's like you said, the woman makes amazing shallots. No, no, yeah, she makes the shallots. So no, she should she, be able to make her shallots. No, 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 no. And 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 the other thing about her recipes that people are commenting on, which I agree, but the shallot recipe is is fine. But like, she really does like <laughs> ca- Caucasianize ethnic food. Like her whole chickpea oh. stew is like, oh, okay, you're just like, you think sumac is gonna make this like cool? I don't know. It's it's her recipes are also like hmm, eyebrow raised. Here's what I'm saying. <laughs> You better be if you're gonna follow anyone on the New York Times. It better be Melissa Clark because she has been there since the beginning, and she will teach you how to perfectly roast a turkey every Thanksgiving. And 
Everyone on the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen staff on camera is amazing. I just did a dinner party with Christina Che. It was so fun. I was so starstruck. It was so cool. She's the coolest girl. Everyone on the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen staff, I love so much. Matt, you would love Bon Appetit Test Kitchen. I'm I've told sure. you about Andy Baragani before. You love him. Um, yes, you would love, I do. You would love Clara. You would love Carla. You would love Sola. You would love right. everybody. Oh, my I God. I mean, literally anyone who can cook food at all, I have the utmost respect for because I, I'm so worthless. Yes. I hope that to learn and I hope to examine my own feelings. And they are that I am useless in a kitchen. Um, but for as for right now, we are going to take a quick break and we're going to be back with I don't think so, honey. Yes, we are going to <laughs> take even more things to task yes. on this very critical episode of, but on a negative way, Las Culturistas. We'll be right back. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T.com. Let's get into it. Hey, Las Culturistas listeners, we're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time I'm thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with gift mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So... Whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire, part time, or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly 
actually post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. And we are back. And it is time for I Don't Think So, Honey, which is a little segment where Mm -hmm. we take one minute to rail against something in culture that has wronged us that we feel needs to be dressed down. And now at this time, I feel like we can say we actually are attempting to film this one for you for a little visual moment. And we're having varying degrees of success. I'm confident that we will sort of get this down to a point where, um, you know, you just you just set it, forget it as our as our. as our video person Mark is saying, lovely, lovely. Set it Mark. and forget it. We'll get there. But you know, you historically are a lot better with the whole technology of it all than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so we I, will I, see. I, I'm seeing a lot of progress, and I'm so proud of the progress you've made. I really am. Thank you. All I really ever want is for you to be proud of me. All right. So now we're gonna do. I don't think so, honey. And I do have one that I alluded to earlier in the episode, and this gives me no joy to do this. Oh my god! And it gives I me no to- joy. But at least it sets up a future guest, hopefully. We'll see. I, I hope so. Silver she lining. And, she can come and explain herself. Okay. This is Matt Rogers' I Don't Think So, Honey. His time starts now. I Don't Think So, Honey, Mary Holland. Wow. You can follow her at Mary Holland Days and absolutely oh bomb God. her oh, with emojis because no. she on Survivor underscore quarantine on Instagram lied to my face Ooh. and told me that we were in an alliance. And guess what she did? She turned around and voted me out of the damn game. And I don't even think it was a good gameplay move for her. Oh. Mary Holland, you might be one of the most talented improvisers that is on the face of the earth. Well, at least in this country, the United States of America, but you made a piss poor decision when you voted me out of this fake survivor game at survivor underscore quarantine. And I have to say, I hope that you don't win. And I hope that someone that you respect and love says one thing to your face, turns around and does another, even though it was a game, I took it very personally. And I forgot to say one thing as I left the zoom at two Mary, which (gasps) means you two Mary. And let me tell you who said that. Julius Caesar said that when he was stabbed in the back and you've done that on Instagram to me, Mary Holland. I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. Oh my God. Mary Holland, friend of Lauren Lapkus. I thought friend to me, I thought ally and alliance member to me has voted Wild Horses icon of the fabled improv group Wild Horses. Check out the new show, Robbie, on um, YouTube, I guess, because Comedy Central, I guess, rest in peace, um, which we have not discussed, but I don't think we need to. We don't need Um, to. Mary Holland is the star of that show. And let's just say that while you should check out her work and she's a comedic genius. And she's very funny. She's she's a genius. She's actually hilarious. I love, you, you called her a comedic genius and then I followed up with she's very funny as if that yeah. was like... You contributed there. Uh, yes, yeah, she yeah. actually hurt me very deeply, and um, I'm I'm waiting for her to reach out, and that has not happened at this time. But um, can I ask we'll you see. a question? Sure. Do you hope that she makes it to final tribal council so that you have a chance to publicly take her to task? Because, or I mean, the other scenario is she gets voted off and she joins you in the jury, but like you you won't have a platform to like you know, really dig into her unless she comes on the podcast. Let's just say this. I don't want to speak to her at all. Oh my God. Un- uh, unless it's at that final tribal council. Yes. Or on this podcast. I will not be speaking to her at all. So if she comes on this podcast, you will not speak to her. 
No, no, no. I will speak to her on the oh, podcast. Okay, but okay. Not until then, or okay. the final tribal council. Um, I am very hurt. Oh my god! I'm in so a and in, in as real a way as you can be by something can that happened tell. on Instagram. Um, but I oh, don't know. I, you, I think I think we could have gone pretty far together, and she. She played game on me, and I would Damn. respect it if I think it was a good move for her, but I but don't it think it was. I, I don't think it was, Man. and I, we'll talk about it. Okay, okay. Love that. But okay. I just to be hurt in this way, and by this way, I mean a moderately real way um, based on something that happened on Instagram during a fake game um, is really something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's really something. It's really something, I, and, and it's still evolving. Oh yeah, my feelings on it are forming and, and morphing and changing all the time. But um, while I continue to sort that out, it is going to be actually your turn, Bowen Yang, okay, to do okay. I Don't Think So Honey. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So Honey, and his time starts now. I Don't Think So Honey lip care. I'm holding three things. It's visual, guys. I'm holding lip balm, lip conditioner, and lip pack. What the hell is the difference between those three things? Why are you inflating the market with different names for things when it should only be one thing you put on your lips? It's too much for me to keep track of. Wait, can we, can I get confirmation? Have I already done this? I don't think so, honey, in the past. No, right? This is new. This is a new frustration that I have because I don't know what the fuck I should put on my lips. I still get flaky ass flakes on my lips. That's French for lips. And I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any way out of this for me. And it's really stressing me out. Like it's the one thing that I can't figure well, out. In 15 my seconds. My pores are still enormous gaping pores on my face and my flaky ass lips. And gaping. I don't really know if my face is fixable. I think five seconds. I'm going to go into hiding for four years. And then four years later, you're going to see me completely transformed and you're going to start a conversation about me. That's what's going to happen. Okay. And that's one minute. Um, couple reactions. I don't think you've done that before. Um, I and if you I had have, a moment of deja vu, I had a moment of deja vu. You would have stopped you, me if you have. I think everything you do is brand new. You as a oh talent. Oh my god! Oh my god! That being said, I'm salty because I legit forgot we were doing a video one, and th and there you were being very visual with props. Even I'm a prop comic, and here I am doing it. I don't think so, honey. On a friend of ours, which requires everyone to literally go to another uh, app. On Instagram you have, and see no. this. It's good that you you have supplemental material. I have all my my primary stuff with me. It's what fine. I'm saying it's, is this is what books you the TV gigs and leaves me out shut here. Up. No, you Stop shut it. up. That wasn't even a good I don't think so, honey. I thought it was a great I don't think so, honey. You got your point across. We got it a sense of emotionally where you're at. I just I can't God, it's um, I don't know what to do about my lips. I I just complain about domestic problems now. I'm talking about my plants. I'm talking about my lips. It's it's really it's the, the subject matter is whittling down. Look, I mean, there's only so many things we can engage with in quarantine. Yeah. And what was I gonna do? I don't think so, honey, video and audio setup. I well That's, you could have. Specific to only us. But I'm sure there are people who can relate. Let's just say this. I'm happy to have a ring light. I don't really see a use for it beyond this, to be honest. I mean, my job sent me a ring light and then a light panel and another my job. stand. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but my like, job. And, and an eight foot by eight foot collapsible green screen that is honestly the most physically taxing thing to do. I'm losing my mind. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm living in my place of work. I, there's no separation between work and leisure but that's that's not a unique problem everyone's going through this but i'm just saying I mean, like, we're all dealing in different ways aren't we aren't we but you what? know um this this 
this has been an episode of Las Culturistas that was really just you and I negotiating so many different things. Yes. New ways of thinking about culture. Mm. New new technology that is going to cause us to, you know, we're grappling with a lot. We're grappling with a lot, but I think this is um, ultimately a quantum leap up. It's a leap. It's not, it's not a step down. We're stepping up the ladder. I mean, I can only speak for myself and I have so enjoyed like this recording setup because I do love watching you like with this ah, like sort of like not only can I see you very uh -huh. well almost as if you're here with me but like oh. you're it's just like the light on your face is just shining you get why you're on television stop you it. look you're stunning is what I'm saying it's washing it my face is a flat disc this light is really washing me out you look stunning I have to say and you're no. freshly shaven um which is perfect because you you're you're on jury now so you're 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 groomed essentially now that I'm on the jury of survi at survivor underscore quarantine I do have to keep showing up in different looks like looking stunning you have to like now you have to like put like a lip liner on or a lip gloss or like eyeliner something just a little something to, to just rub it in their faces that you have. You can primp, you know. You gotta show them you can primp. What they're you gotta show them what they're missing. Gotta show them what they're missing because they don't <laughs> have access to the same things as you do. <laughs> they really outside don't. of the game. No. Um, I loved our impressions of Parvati and Sandra. I can't wait. I can't believe we're talking to Parvati next week. Hi, Matt and Bowen. <laughs> this is Sassy Sandra from Survivor. I heard you guys were doing fun impressions of me on your podcast, <laughs> Las Cortoristas, and I really appreciate that. I'm not going to listen to the podcast because I don't listen to podcasts. The only show I watch is, yes, you guys did Survivor. And on this season, we got it's really heating up. You know, Wednesdays at 8 on CBS, you can be seeing a lot of my very good friends and also some people that I hate more than death compete <laughs> To become the winner of $2 million. But no matter what, you know, Queen stays queen. And that I am Sandra, the sassy girl from the Bronx who won Survivor two times. And that no one else can say that. I got to go because Survivor is coming on. Survivor is coming on. Also, catch me mentoring <laughs> on Island of the Idols. Alongside Boston Rob, who won only one time, but I won twice. Remember that. Remember that one. Remember that one. Gonna have oh. to remember that remember one. Remember that one. Oh, can I just say really quickly, um, Matt, you put out a call to action on Twitter to leave nice reviews on the on the, on the the Apple podcast. I did, and thank you everyone for doing that. Can I just say, I did a demented thing and I read every single one. Um, I did too. They really made me emotional and they made me laugh. I was laughing out loud. I mean... People are just writing such beautiful, creative little little word um, tapestries, and I mean, a lot of people really using. Because I mean, you know, Matt. Anytime anyone says "gonna have to blank that one," mm -hmm. automatic cap, automatic for me. laugh, automatic laugh. And I will say thank you so much to everyone for doing that because we did have some crazy trolls who admittedly had never listened to the podcast, just giving us one star, and you know, the five star. Uh, ratings they really do help us mm. not 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 only just emotionally and that we see them and we we think we feel good about them but they help us be you know um a little more visible ch charted a little bit more visible so you know we we love all you guys for listening and i do want to just do a little bit of a check-in huh 
know that we are loving you in quarantine, baby. Yes. I know. I don't know what the every day to day looks like for everyone, but we are giving you big hugs. And I just wanted to big remind hugs, everyone that you can now follow the Instagram and the Twitter at Las Culturistas both. And yes. we are now um, fully in control of both of those handles. So we are going to be engaging with you guys a little bit more than we usually did on those platforms. Shout out to Ronnie. Thank you for um, bequeathing us the Las Culturistas handle on Instagram. And we're so excited. Excited to uh, look out for some more little little bits of content um, on the channels. I'm using all the right words, aren't I? It's so fun. Um, I really do. And yeah, just um, and thank you for checking in with everybody, Matt. I also am sending everybody big hugs. Yeah, and I really just. I am so grateful. I was. I really just kind of went down this fun little gratitude, not spiral because that has like a connotation to it, but like I was just um. Uh, so we're recording this on Sunday. Uh, season finale of SNL was yesterday. I was just very, very grateful for um, the people at that place. Um, yeah. The people, the people outside of that place. And I was just thinking about how lucky I am to have any kind of support system, um, th even through people I don't even know. And hopefully, this sounds so, so cloying, but hopefully we, you know, we um, figure into that for you. We um, are always so, 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 I don't know. We're we're always so. I would say you and I are like very empathic, and we're very loving. I'm, I know we're bragging about how like I'm not bragging about how nice we are. I'm just saying like you and I constantly check in about like how grateful we are for the readers and how just people who listen are so so kind, superlatively kind. It's it's unlikely that we would be doing the stuff that we're doing and as enjoying our lives as much if we hadn't started doing the podcast. And so thank you guys all so much for being an active part of it and for keeping us going for this long. And yeah. we're never going to stop <gasps> uh, until one of us is dead. Oh, um, and I feel really sad thinking about that. I know. Oh my Don't. God. <laughs> oh my God. We can't do this. I just thought, I just thought about us dying and it was so I know. sad. It's going to happen. It's gonna it will. Happen. It will happen. Actually, it's rule of culture. Number 19. Death will, Death will happen, happen and, and it's going to be, be so, so sad. So, on that note. On that note, um, we actually, what we do is we end, I can't believe this is our last episode before Parv. Oh my God, It's this is going to be a turning point in the season. In this season, in the show, in the series. <sighs> so we're going to end this episode with a song. And it, okay. it's, not, it's a song that does not have words. Okay. That's my hint. Okay. I don't know. I like it's 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 starting to feel a little a little a little weird. It's starting to feel a little weird. We're sorry. Take us away. We take us to account. Accountability culture. Us. Accountability culture. And just know that we are gonna the second we turn this off, examine that. Bye. Bye. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. 
you know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Croc clogs and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. 